Hello and welcome to Judas Roar Podcast. My name is Jordan Griffith. I'm a minister and it is my prayer that this podcast helps you grow in your relationship with God. Walk with me through the garden of relationship as I share with you the words that the Lord has put on my heart and I pray that the messages are a blessing to you. Good morning, everyone. This is Jordan Griffith with Line of Judah, the Roar of Judah broadcast, podcast, amen. Uh, Going to be speaking to you today about the mystery of Christ, specifically the four dimensions of Christ's love. And I really enjoyed this, uh, this part of this. It's actually a part of a series. It's part three of a series that I've been teaching on at King's Vineyard Ministries. And it is uh, just really amazing. This, I think, the actual... Most of uh, like most of my messages are usually like uh, about three, no longer than four pages. This was eight pages long. Um, I think somebody there said I was up for about an hour. Um... I have tendencies to be long-winded sometimes, um, sometimes not. Most of the podcasts actually run about 30 minutes or so, a little over 30. But I want to uh, just um, cover some things in the scriptures that I really, really enjoyed about. And I think that you would you want to know as well. Excuse me. Ephesians chapter 3, uh, verses 3 through 4 reads like this. It says, How but by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in a few words, whereby when you read, you may, when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it now is revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Um, and then he talks about uh, in verse 7 about him being made a minister according to the gift of grace of God given unto him by the effectual working of God's power unto me this is verse 8 who am less than the least of all saints is the grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery from the beginning of the world which has been hid in God who created all things by Christ Jesus. And so one thing about a mystery, a mystery is not something so much in the, the Greek world, it's not so much something that needs to be solved so much as it needs to be revealed. And God's Spirit does the revealing. The revelation comes from His Spirit. And God's Spirit speaks to us from a spiritual realm. He's not a physical person, although he has had manifestations physically in the past, like the dove that landed upon Jesus and the cloven tongues of fire that 
that uh, lighted upon the disciples in the upper room and the rushing mighty wind that they heard. Sometimes when you're, you, you, whenever you're hearing somebody speak in tongues and they're prophesying, that's a gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, that's that's them. That's actually the Spirit manifesting, speaking through that person. That's an evidence that you know that somebody uh, has the Holy Spirit on the inside of them. So there was an interesting uh, time period in the Scripture when Peter comes up to Jesus, <clears throat> or one of the disciples comes up to Jesus and says, um, Lord, uh, some people say that you're Elijah the prophet. Some people say that you are uh, Jeremiah or one of the other ones. And Jesus said, well, basically, I'm paraphrasing. Jesus said, there's a lot of people that say a lot of things about me. But Peter, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you are the son of God, the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and calls him by his, I guess, his proper name, um, his, his actual name. Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. That means son of Jonah. His dad's name was Jonah, not the same Jonah that um, that the book was named after with the whale. But blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, because flesh and blood, that means man, hasn't revealed this to you, but the Father has revealed this to you. And the Father, again, He speaks to us through His Spirit. That's Matthew 16 and 17. And part of the foundational scripture um, for this whole study comes from Ephesians 1 and 17. Um, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we should know, and I'm speaking to this as, as if to us, the hope of his calling, what the riches of the glory of his inheritance of the saints. So, Paul wants, is praying that God will give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. So, revelation, I'll define that for you in a minute. But, uh, revelation of and the knowledge of him, we're supposed to grow in our knowledge of God. We're not, we're not getting, um, we're not just—we're not supposed to say the same and know stuff about God that we've known for years. We're supposed to get greater. We're supposed to get deeper in Him. And so He says, "This is my prayer for you." And something that you find is the Father reveals the Son, and the Son reveals the Father. You can look up uh, Luke ten and twenty-two for more information on that. And the Holy Spirit bears witness of both. This is this—the revealing is revelation. Revelation is defined as an act of revealing or communicating divine truth. Um, that's defined as Merriam-Webster Dictionary. That's their online definition of it. So an act of revealing or communicating a divine truth or an act of revealing to review or make something known. So mysteries um, are answered by revelation. The Bible says it is the glory of the Lord to conceal a matter, which is what he's done in a mystery. He's concealed a matter. But it is the honor or glory of kings to seek the matter out. So it's our so so it's glorious for us to seek the answer to these things. And say, God, you have hidden deep truths in various places about different things. 
And we want the revelation of that. Has God ever spoke to you through nature? Just for example, I took a biology class and one of the things we talked about is how bone, uh, the bones of birds are hollow. Why do they have hollow bones for? Because they have to stay pretty light in order to fly. God's speaking to us. Through, I believe God can speak to us through, through things like that. I believe God speaks to us. You know, what about Psalms 42 where it says, As the deer pants after the brook, so... Um, so must uh, so do I for your spirit, O God. What about that, deers? Deer, uh, deers. Deer will pant for the brook. They need water. You know, and just as they need water to live, we need God's spirit inside of us in order to function uh, like we're supposed to. It he he becomes a necessity for life. So with that being said. Um, there's revelation in that. God's hidden truth in those types of things. God's hidden truth in, uh, you know, uh, the Bible talks about uh, about the, the mystery between Christ and the church, uh, or the, the relationship between Christ and the church um, as being a mystery. And we look at that, that's in the con- that's in Ephesians as well, chapter 5, and that's in the context of a marriage, uh, of marriage. Uh, to show, to kind of like, a, we see the, the union of Christ and His church through the, through the marriage of the, the groom and the bride. So, there's a revealing, yes, there are things hidden, but they're supposed to be unhidden. They're supposed to be revealed, and that's the revelation that comes from God's Spirit. And so it was Paul's prayer that Christ would dwell in us. This is Ephesians uh, chapter three, that God's Spirit would dwell in, that Christ would dwell in us to be rooted and grounded in love, and to, and this is where the four dimensions comes in, to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth or the width, the length, the depth, and the height, to know the love of Christ which passes all knowledge that we can be filled with all the fullness of God. That's Ephesians uh, chapter 3, 17 through 19. So that is the... So whenever we think about three dimension, we think about a three dimension uh, item. It, it's something that's typically solid. Uh, two, like uh, For example, I can draw a a picture of a box on a paper, or on a piece of paper. That's very different than an actual box. The picture that I've drawn is two-dimensional. The box that I'm holding is three-dimensional. So that being said, that means that um, we're talking about four dimensions. And people talk about 4D rides and IMAX theaters and all that where you actually get the uh, get the, the movement and all this other stuff uh, all of that is uh, is pretty cool but looking at the four dimensions of Christ's love we're looking at the width the height the depth or the de- or the well I'll, I'll say it in order the width the length the depth and the height 
So the first thing that we look at things is that things are measured usually to give a point of reference. Uh, for example, if I am if I need to cut a piece of wood, you know, odds are I'm not going to stick a whole two by four um, on something or nail it to something, you know, screw it into something without having measured it first. If I'm building a fence or or something like that, I'm not just going to, you know, I want my fence to be nice and even. I want it at just the right height. I don't want it really, really tall. Right? So I'm going to... There's some things that I'm, I'm going to measure it out to the height that I want it. And I'm going to cut that piece of wood. I just uh, recently uh, purchased a Sawzall. And I've been going to town on on some uh, branches that are sticking out, getting close to the house. Uh, we've been having a real... Uh, party doing some landscaping with all that so but there's going to be some measuring that goes on with the piece of wood or metal or whatever I'm measuring because it's got to fit so when we talk about these things we're looking at the four dimensions because you measured the the width of something or the length of something or the height and get your three dimensions but with the four dimensions he added depth in there as well so let's look at these things and see what they represent because there is a mystery hidden in this. So the four dimensions of Christ's love. When measuring width, it's generally measured from side to side. So if I'm standing on the side of a house I'm going and I want to measure the, the width of it, then I'm going to measure it from one side to the other. And what what I really started feeling is that look at it from the side... from looking at it from side to side the scripture that i thought about was in psalms 103 and 12 where it says he has removed our sin as far as the east is from the west now let me ask you can you measure the length of the from the east to the west you know i'm okay so physically we're looking at uh let's look at the prime meridian the prime meridian in Greenwich, England, um, that kind of uh, differentiates the Western Hemisphere from the from the other, right? We're going north to south. We look at the equator. But can you really measure that? The idea of what of what they're projecting is that no, you can't. You can't measure how far it is from the east to the west. And so, that being said, you can't measure Christ's love. Just as our sin has been removed as far as the east is from the west, the width of Christ is infinite. It's eternal. And if Christ is infinite and eternal, so is His love. So, there's, there's no way of, uh, of measuring that. Length is measured, is how long something is measured. Not side to side, but from beginning to end. And I saw that and I said, ooh, I know where I'm going to go with this because I, I because the scripture just automatically come to my mind where to go to. In Revelations 1 and 8, Christ identifies himself as the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He is eternal, and so his length is eternal. And if he is eternal, 
His love is eternal. So that's amazing. There's another scripture that basically says he'll do all of his pleasure and he declares the end from the beginning, from ancient times to things not yet done, because he is the beginning and the end. Um, that scripture's in Isaiah. He is the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega. Those are Greek alphabet letters. Uh, alpha being the first letter, Omega being the last. He comes in the full volume of the book. He fulfills the, the beginning, the end, and everything in the middle. And depth, I like this. Depth is defined as a dimension through an object or body of material, usually downward from an upward surface, horizontally inward from an outward surface, or from top to bottom of something regarded as one of several layers. As per dictionary.com. And so I, I hear, I think about depth, and from the surface deep down, you know, we usually say if somebody is shallow, there's no depth to them. Shallow people, we call them shallow people. Or uh, people who, who like to keep their relationship with Christ light, fun, and shallow. There's no deepness, there's no intimacy with Him. That type of a thing. But there's a scripture that says deep calls out to deep. And that is in Psalms 42 and 7. As uh, Pastor Jamie Steffi from King's Vineyard Ministry says, something deep inside of God is calling out to something deep inside of you. And then it goes on to say, Yet the Lord will command His loving kindness in the daytime, and the, in the night His song shall be with me, and my prayer unto the God of my life. The deep calls out to deep. His loving kindness in the daytime, and His song shall be with me in the night. And that word loving kindness is chesed in Hebrew, and it means goodness, kindness, and faithfulness. And... In Romans 8 and 39, you know, Paul, Romans chapter 8 really, he's asking a question, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? What can really separate us from his love? We're talking about the four dimensions of his love. And he says neither height nor depth in one of those in verse 39. One of those things he's listing, nor angels, nor principalities, nor this, nor that. Any, any of these things cannot separate us from the love of Christ. And so we're not able to be separated from God's love, from, from, from Jesus' love. No height, no depth. And I began to think about this, and here's what I have come to realize. That no matter how deep you are in sin, or some kind of bondage, or maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's not something necessarily that, maybe you're very deep in an abusive relationship, and you don't feel like anybody loves you. Maybe you're deep in depression. Maybe you're you're deep in fear. Maybe you're deep in addiction. The love of Christ is deeper still. He is still deeper than any uh, deep problem that you may have been in or have been in before. His love is still deeper. You've never been deeper than the reach of His love. And so... Keep that in mind. You've never been deeper than the depth of His love will reach. 
And so height, let's talk about height. Height is generally, we think of how tall something is, how far up it goes. Uh, atmospheric change or some other definition. You know, you might go up a 12-foot ladder, or you might go up a 24-foot ladder. One is 12 foot higher than the other. But you're still going higher. And so God made a promise to Abraham that he would be multiplied and blessed. And so the Bible says, because there was none higher, he swore to himself. This is God. And basically, God swore to God. You know, people um, say they swear to God or whatever, which Jesus said we shouldn't do, by the way. Um, But God said, I'm making a promise based on all of my holiness, all of my righteousness over everything that I am, I'm promising you, Abraham, that you are going to be blessed and multiplied. And look at the Jewish people now. Look at the Christians that are grafted in with with Israel. The Jewish people, spiritually. I would say that God definitely kept His promise and still keeps His promise to this day. And then... um, the Bible talks about uh, that Christ has been made uh, higher than the heavens eternally. And so we can't measure east from west. We can't measure beginning from end because he is eternal. We can't measure the depths of his love because we've never been deeper than his love. And we've never been higher than the heavens. So there's no height that is able to separate us from Christ's love, but there's no height so high as it can't outreach the love of Christ. And so what Paul was saying here is is, is for the Christians to get a revelation of God's love that is limitless. It's not defined by four-dimensional measurements like a piece of wood or metal or water as he cannot be measured so his love cannot be measured. His love transcends finite definitions of measurements. Uh, you know, I believe this. His mercies are new every morning. So there's no, that's indefinite. You know, his, and I love that, the, the his word, the word mercy. Sometimes in English, it can be translated as mercy, like singular. But in Hebrew, oftentimes, what I heard one, uh, one Jewish, uh, messianic jewish uh teacher teach is that that word hebrew or in in hebrew mercy is actually mercies it's not one mercy it's not just this one instance of mercy that i want to have on you but it's multiple it's indefinite it's unending his mercies are new every morning again nothing shall separate us from the love of christ but he also says that the love of jesus Passes all knowledge. Here's the mystery. Here's the revealing. You can't measure the width of his love. You can't measure the length of his love. You can't measure the depth of his love. And you cannot measure the height of his love. Because he transcends all of that. He is eternal. There are no dimensional limitations in Christ. And so what... Just to summarize, Jesus went from creation, or for, he went from co. He he was a co-creator with God, John one and one. He went from co-creator to baby in a manger, 
a remarkable rabbi and teacher of the people, a miracle worker to a broken person on a cross, to the resurrected, exalted, and glorified one who ascended back to the Father, sent the Holy Spirit to dwell in his people, and is coming back again. He displayed the Father's love for us and redeemed us from sin, taking our place. He is eternal without measure, and as he is eternal and without measure, so is his love for all of God's children, for all of for everyone. Now, because he's been given a name that is above all other names, his authority is over every name, and to those who uh, those of us who are redeemed, we are restored in this authority because we have been put in right relationship and reconciled back to the Father. The heart of Jesus is to connect God's lost creation back to Him. And then I want to leave you with with this scripture right here. Giving thanks unto the Father. This is Colossians chapter 1 verses 12 through 14. It says, Giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet or made us acceptable to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son in whom we have redemption through His blood even the forgiveness of sin. And so I want to leave you with this or talk to you for just a moment. You have been taught the four dimensions of His love and you know that it is limitless. He loves you. Uh, you know, uh, I think God said to Israel, Behold, I have loved you with an everlasting love. So if you have been running or maybe you you have fallen away from from the path that you know to walk, you have not reached a depth in your life. You have not reached a low point in your life that the love of Christ can't find you there. If you succeed and you become richer than the richest person in this world and whatever height you reach, it's still not higher than the heights above heaven where Christ is. If you uh, find yourself in a, in a wayside type of place, there is no, there is an infinite measurement of the width of His love. If you've been on a long journey with no end in sight, He is the beginning. He is the end. And you are still in the middle of His love. In, in the in-between places. So I want to invite you to rededicate your life. Or if this is the first time, to become saved. How do you do that? I want you to just ask Jesus, or ask uh, the Father to forgive you. Just say, Lord, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I've sinned against you. You just admit that sin. And you say, save me by the blood of Jesus, which was shed for me. I want to be in relationship with you, Jesus. Thank you for what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Something simple like that. There's no magic words to to make you be saved or anything like that. It's all Him. It's all what Jesus done because His... Love cannot be measured in any kind of width, any kind of length, any kind of depth, any kind of height. No tape measure, no yardstick, no measuring device, no cup, no pint, no quart, no gallon, no bucket, no nothing. No measure, no unit of measure. Metric system otherwise doesn't matter. Cannot measure the love that Christ has for you. And I pray that you receive that. And so 
I uh, I want to pray with you before we end this broadcast. Heavenly Fathers, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your love that you sent your Son to die for us and that your Son has shown us your amazing love, your amazing grace, your amazing mercy to us and revealed it to us, Lord. We give you the praise and honor and glory, and we ask you, God, that you would just release your blessing on all those that are listening, that you would let us know and just let them know how true and how real and how pure your love is, that nothing will be able to separate them from your love, no matter what depth or height or or length or width they find themselves in. They cannot outrun your love. And Lord, we give you thanks and honor and praise and glory for this in the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you great peace in the name of Jesus. Amen.